Today on the newscast, it's the rise of the Red Dragon. We interview top China expert Gordon Chang about China's massive military buildup, its COVID-19 cover-up, and its crackdown on Christians. Learn how this communist powerhouse poses a unique threat to the United States. That's coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We focus a great deal of our time here on the threats gathering in the Middle East and how they affect America, Israel, and the world. Whether it's Iran, Hezbollah, Turkey, or Russia, back in the region in a major way, events unfolding in the world's most pivotal and chaotic region will affect all of us, no matter where we live. But perhaps none of these dangerous players can compare to the rising red dragon, China is positioning itself as a new global superpower and America's greatest adversary. It has its eye on expanding, including into the Middle East, where it recently agreed to a 25-year strategic partnership with Iran. Then there's China's massive COVID-19 cover-up, its crackdown on dissidents, and its persecution of its growing Christian population. We spoke to top China expert Gordon Chang to get the inside story on all of this. He's the best-selling author of The Coming Collapse of China and The Great U.S.-China Tech War. And he says that America and the world should be very concerned. Take a look. Gordon, thanks so much for joining us. China is emerging as really a global superpower. You are a foremost expert on the rise of China. Tell us, first of all, about China's military buildup and why the United States should be so concerned. This is one of the fastest military buildups in history. China is building ships. We think that it's also rapidly increasing its nuclear arsenal. Um, but we know that they're configuring themselves to fight the United States. Um, China's forces right now are in India's territory, so they're trying to dismember their neighbor. There's also encroachments in Bhutan and Nepal. Uh, the Chinese are flying their planes regularly through Taiwan's air defense identification zone, and their patrol ships are going into Japanese territorial waters around the Senkakus in the East China Sea. So China is trying to make itself larger. And that's why we're concerned about where we see China's military development. In Hong Kong, China is violating the promises it made in the Sino-British Joint Declaration of 1984, which is an international treaty. Those promises were to give Hong Kong a high degree of autonomy for 50 years. China, with its national security law on June 30 last year, has basically taken over the territory lock, stock and barrel. Um, it's been, wiped, it's been uh, taking up uh, dissidents, um, sweeping them up. Um, putting people in jail for long periods, um, trying to end all dissent. And the reason why this is important for Taiwan is because if Beijing feels that it has taken over Hong Kong and eliminated all sources of dissent, it will feel free to devote its attentions to Taiwan and to other places. Also, if, it, 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 if the international community doesn't impose costs for what it does in Hong Kong, It'll feel that it can march on others um, without fear of uh, harm to China itself. Taiwan is important. Um, Beijing believes that it's part of the People's Republic, though Beijing has never controlled um, the Taiwan. Taiwan has actually never been part of a Chinese uh, empire. It was part of the Qing dynasty, but the Qings were considered by Chinese to be foreigners. Um, so Taiwan is an independent republic. It's a democracy. It's a friend of the United States. 
And two other things, Eric, that's important about Taiwan. First of all, for more than a century, the United States has drawn its Western defense perimeter off the coast of East Asia, and Taiwan is in the center of that critical line. Um, if China holds Taiwan, it will be able to surge into the Western Pacific. And that's going to, of course, be of great concern to um, Hawaii and Guam and other U.S. territories. Also, China is attacking not only our democracy, it's attacking all democracies and the concept of democracy. And we cannot allow Beijing to absorb any democracy, especially one as important as Taiwan. One more question in the foreign policy realm in terms of Chinese expansionism. What about what China is doing in the Middle East, in Africa, and how they're kind of spreading their tentacles there as well? I know about this, I believe it's a 25-year deal with Iran that China struck recently. Uh, talk about how China is expanding in other parts of the world as well. China's proxy in the Middle East is Iran. They've had a, a strategic partnership for a long time. But they've really operationalized it with um, this deal, supposed to be 25 years, $400 billion. We don't know how it will work out. But clearly, the Iranian regime is able to challenge the world because of Beijing standing uh, at its back, supporting the Iranian economy. Um, Beijing also has been trying to um, gain influence in Africa. That's been a long-term Chinese policy. goes back to the beginning of the People's Republic in 1949. And there in Africa, we see China with its Belt and Road program, building infrastructure, forcing countries into debt. Um, this is a, not a good story. Not, not only it's not a good story for the West, it's not a good story for Africa itself. And we're starting to see pushback there as well. Um, but Beijing believes that it has the right to rule the world and it's making good on its promises in both Africa and the Middle East. I want to ask you how the U.S. should respond, Gordon. But before I do that, a quick question. Uh, I think about China cracking down on dissidents within its own borders, uh, shutting down churches, for instance, no religious freedom there. Also, COVID-19 and what seems to be a cover up of the true origins of that by China. Could you talk a bit more about that? The totalitarian secretive nation of the Chinese regime as well. China is cracking down not only on dissidents, um, but it's also imposing totalitarian controls like uh, the social credit system, which is supposed to be nationwide, gives every Chinese person a uh, constantly changing score based on observable behaviors. Um, that's enforced with uh, 626 million surveillance cameras that are supposed to be in place. Um, this is um, really going back to something that Orwell would be familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, what we've also seen, though, is that Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, uh, more than even more than his predecessors, is anti-faith. So, of course, he's trying to eliminate Christianity, um, but he's also going after Buddhism, which had long been thought to be a Chinese-like religion and had been left alone. Um, and, and now they're going after the Buddhists as well. So this is an attempt to impose atheism um, throughout China. And by the way, Eric, it's failing. Because the harder that they crack down on Christianity, the faster it grows, especially the Protestant faith, uh, these underground churches. Um, they are just growing like wildfire, and Beijing doesn't have an answer to that. It is amazing to hear that, Gordon. Last question. We have an Orwellian uh, super, emerging superpower, nuclear arms spreading its influence throughout the world. 
How should the United States respond, in particular, to this new administration under Joe Biden after the Trump administration took a very tough stand against China? China declared the United States to be its enemy. It did that in May 2019 when People's Daily, the most authoritative publication in China, declared a quote unquote people's war on us. And we know that their tactics have been malicious. So, for instance, um, with COVID-19, um, we have not yet settled the origin of this disease, but we do know that once it got out into the Chinese population, Xi Jinping took steps that would inevitably lead to the spread of the disease beyond China's border. For at least five weeks and perhaps a lot longer, he lied about the contagiousness of this pathogen. He told the world it was not when he knew that it was highly transmissible person to person. And at the same time, he was forcing countries to accept arrivals from China um, at the same time, locking down his own country. So by locking down his own country, he thought that he was stopping the spread of the disease, which means that by forcing other countries to accept Chinese passengers, he knew he was spreading the disease. And at the same time, he was lying about the contagiousness. So this was a malicious spread of the disease, which means that there are 2.5 million people outside China who have died from this disease. Um, that's on China's account. This was mass murder. Gordon, this is chilling. Uh, we're so glad that you are following it. Keep up the great work, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you again soon. Thank you, Eric. Folks, be sure to follow Gordon on Twitter, at Gordon Chang. He's doing incredible work on all things Asia, including the North Korea threat. And as you just saw, if you want to know about China, he is the man. The kings of the East are on the rise. But it's fascinating to me that the more China's rulers persecute their Christian population, the more the Chinese people are choosing to follow Jesus. So to all of my brave Chinese brothers and sisters in Christ, we'll close with the words of Jesus from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 10, which says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Here in America and around the world, you are in our prayers daily. Thanks for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.